Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a text I got from a friend and an old conversation I had. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, as, as I've always said, and it's an incredibly hands-on sport. Now, you can imagine it's pretty much impossible to do stuff like that right now. It's just not something that, that a lot of people are cool with, and especially from a business standpoint, it's probably going to be the last business that's legally allowed to start operating again. And again, you can see why. You're literally wrestling around with people on the ground. I mean, you're in super close quarters. So if somebody's sick or there's some kind of transmission issue, you're going to, you're definitely going to get it, which stinks. But because of this, people that are passionate about it, like I am, people that are passionate about it have started getting into these little pods. Okay. So they'll have their quarantine essentially. So they'll have two or three other people that they train with exclusively and everybody agrees to a set of protocols beforehand. So we're talking extreme sanitization of the mats and themselves before they come to training. They're also discussing protocols um, with how to handle socializing outside and things like that. I mean, they're taking it really seriously and just saying, look, if I'm going to be your guy, if I'm going to be working with you, if we're going to be training together, we're going to agree to these things. It's kind of like having a monogamous relationship. You agree that you're going to be monogamous. And I think it's really fair. I think it's really smart. It's like, hey, look, this is the way this is the way we're going to see our way through this. I'm not part of a pod as much as that's difficult for me. But but I'm just not. And this is something I've done every day of my life for the last over a decade and and it's hard to express what that does when you just stop it cold turkey especially when you know other people are doing it but i got a text from a friend who who's part of pod and he was saying look how do we see our way through this now this is not the first time someone has reached out asking this question to me specifically which is interesting because it's not like I have a lot of medical advice or any medical advice or information that other people don't have. What I have is a pretty reasonable grasp on language, and as you may have noticed. And people reach out and say, look, how do I talk to my spouse? Or how do I talk to other people about this? Or is it like Fight Club? Like the first rule is you don't talk about it. How do we get through this wrangle where people are very scared and they're very concerned, but they're trying to understand they're trying to understand how to talk about it and how to navigate it? Because there's an aspect of there's an aspect of the just practical action that we're gonna have to confront. Like going to the grocery store. Like you can't hide forever. We can't just use Instacart forever or, you know, Amazon Fresh. I suppose some people could. And for those that are at high risk, they absolutely should. But there's going to be an aspect of getting back on track into the world that we have to address. So this guy says, look, how do we balance uh, this type of thing where we say, look, we, 
we love the sport we're doing, we're being safe. Whatever safe means to this guy. We're being safe, we're addressing these issues with this action and we're addressing these issues with that action. Like we're addressing the concerns with immediate infection by sanitizing ourselves, showering and everything beforehand. And outside action with limiting the people we come into contact with, blah, 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 blah. And look, I'm good enough with language to know it's impossible. It's impossible to talk about it. And it's hard to express that to people. It's hard to express that it's impossible to to have this conversation. And more times than not, people double down when I say, look, it's impossible. They say, no, no, no. Well, what if I just say this? Or what if I just say that? And... And that type of conversation has brought me back to what I had when I was about 22 years old. So I had just graduated from Cal and I was a rower and I went into my rowing coach's office, this guy, Jeff Bond, and he and I had become very good friends at the time. And, and I said, look, Jeff, why did you marry your wife? And he has a relationship that I very much wanted to model very honest, very clear, very partnership oriented, which I admired. And Jeff sat back and he started telling me about these things. He's like, well, you know, I, I met her at Brown where he went to school and they were great friends. And initially, you know, there was this real romance that he was very attracted to her and they became these fantastic friends. And and on and on and on and she takes a she takes a semester away then she comes back and he said when she was gone he was so miserable and his mom said well you know maybe you should marry this girl and he ends up proposing to her and he tells me this big big story and he really takes his time with it and I I appreciated him for that he didn't rush it he wasn't snippy about it he wasn't weird he he took his time and considered what he was saying And as meaningful as it was to him to convey these stories, as meaningful as it was to convey that he, he picked her up at the airport from her semester abroad, I think he said she smelled like a yak. <laughs> and he dropped down and proposed to her on the spot. As meaningful as that experience was, it kind of landed flat with me. Now, I'm not saying I couldn't imagine being in love with someone or I couldn't imagine wanting to propose. It just, it was clear that whatever the emotion and meaning behind that event was for Jeff, it wasn't there for me. And obviously, like, I wasn't the one proposing to his wife and his wife is wonderful. She's lovely. She's a fantastic person, but it's not like I'm like in love with her. So there's a disparity there. But what I took away from that conversation and what I thought about over the years is you can't explain love. It's not going to make sense. You can try. You can do your best. You can say things that matter to you, but you'll never be able to explain love to someone. And that's what we're going through now. 
we have these incredibly emotionally charged positions. You have incredible anxiety and fear, the likes of which at least my generation has never experienced. You have frustration. You have loneliness. You have, you have all of these things wrapped together. And there's no, there's no path to reasonably talk your way through the situation with someone. If you want to be part of a pod and train jujitsu, and you're close to somebody who has fears and anxieties, there's no talking your way through it with them. You're not going to understand each other. It's hard enough to explain to people why you do jujitsu in the first place. It is not the number one thing that people think of when they, they think of a fun sport. It's like, why would, you, why would you do that? You can't explain it to them. And the flip side of that is if you are someone who is afraid, and I'm not saying meaninglessly or, or not justifiably, but if you are somebody who is anxious and you're dealing with somebody who's not, it's so impossible to express to them what's going on for you. It's so impossible to convey your emotions and your, your thoughts and have them see eye to eye with you. It's impossible. The only thing that I think we all should do and should remember and should think about is love. That's the only way we're all going to see eye to eye. Because at the end of the day, anyone who's ever been in love understands that you can't explain it. And that's the same as what's going on now. So the next time you get frustrated on either side of this, the next time you get frustrated that someone's not understanding your anxiety or the next time you get frustrated that somebody is anxious and it just seems like a moot point to you. Just think about love. Think about how hard it would be to explain love to someone or have it explained to you and have a little compassion for that person. And if anything else, just have a little bit more love for them. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.